prophets. Our first reading is going to be from one of the Old Testament prophets. And it just made me think, how much do we understand about what prophets are? And I'm going to, I'm going to ask our, oh, we've got two. I've just seen a little girl in a beautiful purple dress. She's got her back to me at the moment. Hi, yes, it's you. Um, I'm just wondering if you younger members of the family have any idea what a prophet is. Oh, gentleman in the mustard-coloured T-shirt. Yes, that's you, with your hand up. Do you want to come forward? Because um, we want people to hear you. Excellent. Prophesizes and um, predicts the future for good things to happen, and two, where you spend money to make even more money. I believe that the, pro that the second prophet is actually slightly more beneficial because it means we'll have more money, and that means we're going to be. Happier. I think I'd better interrupt you. Um, no, there's only one sort of prophet. You're you're getting muddled up with the homophone, which prophet. is prophet. They're spelt differently. Prophet is the one that we're talking about this morning. Profit is the one about money. But actually, you're not quite right about profit only relating to money. We all profit from the wisdom of the prophets. You weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> Neither was I, frankly. Thank you ever so much. Um, well, actually, prophets were not just about telling the future. In fact, they weren't telling the future at all. They're, the the job of a prophet was to tell it like it is, as the Americans say. They were about telling the world particularly senior people in the world who could do things about what was going on, they were, they were there to speak truth to power and tell the people who were in charge that things were not going as they should be and that they jolly well ought to do something about it. They, they also did bring with them warnings that if they didn't do something about whatever it was, then bad things would happen. So that's what prophets do. Can anyone think of a modern day prophet? They, they're not just people who lived in biblical times. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, thank you, Kate. I think she's an excellent example of a modern day prophet. Would you like to just explain expand on why, why she's a, a modern-day prophet. She's telling us what will happen if we don't change what we already do, and a world, a world of climate, chaos, emergency will be catastrophic. Yes, it, exactly so. Greta, an, an ordinary, well, extraordinary actually, but if you look at her, she's a, she's a schoolgirl. Um, she's, uh, she's not even an adult, she, but she understands, she has a profound understanding that the world as it is going on today 
is not going to be able to sustain itself unless some big things change. And she is talking truth to power and things are happening as a result. So that's an excellent example. Thank you very much, Kate. So, as I said, we'll be thinking about the prophecy of a prophet called Amos later on in the service. Prophets are very important. We need to listen to them. They're not just stuck in the Old Testament. They are here around us now. We ourselves might even be prophets in our own small way. It's worth thinking about. So we come to our first reading, which is from the prophet Amos. And Leslie is going to read to us chapter 7, verses 7 to 17. Could you hear that with that motorbike roaring by? Chapter 7, verses 7 to 17. And I'll just say a few words about it as she's coming up to the lectern. So the reading from the book of Amos shows a supposedly lowly and ordinary man speaking truth to power. Amos is moved to challenge what he sees as corrupt behaviour and false worship by the king of Israel, Jeroboam II, and he's being supported and endorsed by the high priest Amaziah. Leslie, thank you. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot, cannot bear all his words, for this is what Amos is saying. Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah, earn your bread there, and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy any more at Bethel, because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd, and I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now then hear the word of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy against Israel. Stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city and your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up 
and you yourself will die in a pagan country, and Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you very much, Leslie. And now I'm going to invite Ian to come and read from Paul's letter to the church at Colossae. Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. And I'll just give you a slight, a small introduction. So our reading from St. Paul's letter to the church in the Roman town of Colossae contrasts with the Old Testament reading. This passage greets its audience warmly. And after acknowledging their faith in Christ Jesus and their witness to the love of God, It continues with a prayer that they may lead lives fully pleasing to God as they grow in knowledge and understanding. Ian, thank you. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, Grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. The faith and love that springs from the hope stored up for you in the heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it had been doing among you since that day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned from it from Ephparis, our dear fellow servant, who is faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, We have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. 